Before we get started, I wanted to let you know about our monthly membership called the High Risers Club. Building upon the foundation of our program, Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors, the High Risers Club is designed to help members gain a more expansive knowledge of and confidence around the most important aspects of commercial real estate. Each month, we'll take a deep dive into one specific commercial real estate topic, and you can join me and my team live every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time to learn and answer your questions. To sign up, click the link in the show notes or go to coachjeffwright.com slash the High Risers Club. Hi, this is Coach Jeff Wright. And in my podcast, Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors, we will take a deep dive with industry experts into different aspects of commercial real estate. My ultimate goal is to give you the knowledge, confidence, and belief that you can transact commercial real estate at a high level, just like you do with residential real estate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this segment of Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors. And I'm really excited to welcome our guest today, Mr. Ed Shulton. Jeff, good to see you again. Good to see you too. So Ed, today, what I wanted you to do for our audience, for High Risers Club, is to be able to talk through the different personality types we're gonna run across. Mm. Whether we're doing residential, or we're doing commercial real estate, or we're doing life, this is something that we all benefit from really understanding. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to hand the baton and let you start in whatever direction you want to start. So remember, at this point, we've talked about the not okay principle. And we said that 75% of us aren't okay. We talked uh, at our last visit about the castle and the castle being our, our brain, which you know turns into what our belief system is. We talked a little bit about the importance of body language and the tone of our voice and that words are only 7% of the message we're sending somebody. So style, there's actually only four styles of people you and I are gonna run into in life. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk about each one briefly, but the point of these is that if you understand where I'm coming from, because most of the people you're going to run into are not professional communicators, right? So they'll say something, and they'll say something a certain way, and it doesn't land right with you. I'm sure you have probably been in conversations with friends or maybe a neighbor who said something to you that maybe the intent was correct, but the way it landed didn't feel right to you. This is what style does. I take my words, that's 7%, I take my words and it goes through this filter that I have, which is the style I have. And I translate it a little bit. And then I send you this message. Here's an example. One of these four styles is called dominant. Just think of dominant people. It's about 13% of the population, something like that. They usually demonstrate their behavior because they have a certain fear of something. For a D or a dominant, the fear is losing control. So their behavior typically is in such a way that it makes them keep control of the conversation, keeps control of the appointment, 
keeps control of the agenda that you set. Even though you set the agenda, as soon as you call on me, I'm going to change it. A D will interrupt you after they ask a question. You're trying to give them an answer, and they don't give you the respect to hearing the answer because they'll fire another question at you. This comes from fear of losing control. So it's important to understand that because when someone handles you or I like that, it's more important for you to understand, oh, okay, they're doing that because they're fearful of losing control. Not that they're a bad person or too arrogant or too much bravado. They're doing it to demonstrate that they have a fear of losing control. So I have to react to that if I want to have a good conversation with them. So that's one of the styles. Another style is uh, think of it as a people person. You have probably plenty of friends that have you went to a restaurant you guys have never been at. By the time they left the restaurant that night, they knew maybe 50% of the people that were in there. You know, I mean, they're just friendly with everybody. Eyes, influential is really what it stands for, but just think of it as people. It's about 38% of the population. Eyes' biggest fear is being liked. So I can't really conduct business with you until I check the box in my head that says Jeff likes me or Jeff doesn't like me. I can't go into anything serious until I check that box. This ties back, by the way, into the not okay stuff we've been talking about, right? The third style are S's. S stands for stable. It's about 27% of the population. These are people that you see that you probably have friends like this. They do things the same way. They're very much in the routine. They like routine. Uh, in fact, when you go and try to change the routine, even though the routine may not be working, they get very upset by that because now you're changing the routine. The way they would look at it is, well, I like, I like it the way that it is. I know it's not perfect, but now I've got to learn this new process, and I'd rather not. I'd, I know this current process is broken, but I don't want to learn something new, so I'll stay with what I'm doing. Those are S's. Their biggest fear is change. And then the final group are analytical people. It's C stands for concise. That's the style C. But they're really analytical people. And so they think with facts and figures. They're not necessarily concerned about connecting with you or me. Their biggest fear is being wrong. So when they approach you, they ask you a question, and you give a solution or an answer to something, they'll question the logic behind your answer as if you're wrong. But they're, it's only coming from their, their C in, in, their, in their head. For them, the biggest mistake would be to do something that would be incorrect. So when you're looking at these four styles of people, you have them in your family, you have them at work, you have all four of these in your circle of friends. And when you begin to understand that, oh, this person's an I, and this person is a C or a D, I now know I need to handle them in a certain way for them to get me. It's almost as if these four styles are four different languages. You have someone talking French, you have someone talking German, you have someone talking Spanish, and then you have someone talking Chinese. And you're trying to say something to me, but I don't get it. You may be totally right, but I don't understand what you're trying to tell me because it's going through these language filters. Same thing happens on style. And we don't realize we're doing it because you're not, you're just being you. But I'm seeing you for the first time and I'm picking up your style. 
and I'm trying to say to myself, oh, I trust this person, or no, I, that, was, that was not genuine the way they said that. I don't trust that person. That comes from the style that they are using. So a couple of questions for you. So from a style standpoint, I feel personally like I've got part of all of that you just said. So the D part is a leader of company, a leader of stuff. I've got an agenda. I've got certain things I wanted to go ahead and do. From the I standpoint, I like liking people and I want people to like me just the same. The yes part, I thought when I heard you describe, I talked more like stability, somebody I can rely on. They're same routine, they're doing the same thing, they're really good at it, they're very comfortable in that. And again, running a business or in the business of commercial residential real estate, there is a level of being concise and making sure we don't make mistakes, especially as it comes to the math part of whatever our jobs might be overall. So talk to me about can I have all four, four parts? Do I have, does everybody have all four or how do you see So it? you have all four as I do and usually through life, and this is the early part of life, you and I will gravitate towards two of the four. You have those other two in your back pocket, you can use them anytime you want, but it's as if we get comfortable with handling situations the same way. I'll give you an example how it changes and you have all four in you. If you were an S, stable, and there was a fire in the house, you would become a D, right? Because you're gonna get out of the house, sure. and you're gonna make sure everyone in the house is out of the house. Sure. An S would look at that situation and say, well, maybe I shouldn't leave the house right now because what if I don't get out of the house? What if I get hit by something on the way out of the house? What are the fires also on the outside of the house, not just on the inside of the house? Maybe what I should do is just stay here. So in an emergency, you and I will reach into our back pocket and draw that other style because you have all four in you as I do. But in life, we typically get in this rut of relying on two of the four styles. And there's nothing wrong with style. It's, it's, you and I don't even realize we have a style, but the other person picks it up. And that style we're using, they either are gravitating towards us they like the way we're communicating with them, or they'll step away from us. People like people that are like them. I mean, to think like them. And so they're trying to make this judgment. Early on, we talked about someone being a trusted advisor. That's how I'm trying to form my opinion on whether I can trust you, is how you're handling me. And you have to take whatever my style is, and you have to become a little bit of my style for me to say, Jeff gets me. I'd like the way he's talking to me because that's how I would say it. Yeah, and I think that's critical because I remember, I remember you teaching us and saying, I think the word you might have used or at least the way I process is that it's our job to adjust to who we're trying to work with because they're not going to adjust how they see the world, but if we're going to connect with them or help them, we've got to adjust and understand their style. We don't have to become the same dominant deep, but we've got to adjust and understand and interact or communicate in a way that they understand. Right. Yeah. And 
Yeah, so I, I would add to, to that because it's a really good takeaway on it is these styles sometimes complement each other. Sometimes these styles will butt heads. A D and an S are going to butt heads. A D is going to be too dominant to the S. The S is going to seem too slow to the D. An I and a C are going to butt heads. The C is going to be too analytical. The I wants to make sure they're buddies. C's not even thinking about that. So when I react to something that you ask me, my answer is going to come from whatever my style is. Don't take it personally, because I'm just being me, my style. I know I'm not talking to you the way you might say it to me, and that's the point of this exercise of understanding styles. You have to recognize what style I am, and then take your message, turn it a little, couple degrees, and say it in a way that I will get it. So with C's, there are more facts. With D's, you're very short with your message. With I's, you need to spend a lot of time setting up the bridge that you're building with this relationship. And the yes, don't throw too much change at me because I will not walk with you. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna end the session by just talking from a transactional standpoint. You know, for those residential agents that are learning commercial real estate, the way I teach residential agents when they're going to value a property is that some of the people, they've got to understand who they're talking to because if they're meeting with a C, they've got to bring all this data. Their CMA has got to be deep and a lot of facts, a lot of facts. If they're dealing with a D, that D may shorten the time that they have together. They say, you know what? I know you said we're going to be here for a half hour, 45 minutes. I got 10 minutes. And I really just want to know what the bottom line price is. So we've got to adjust, whether it's residentially or commercially, whoever the client is, we've always got to be prepared enough to have the level of data that fits if we're dealing with a C, dealing even with an S that just, they're not sure if they're going to make this move or they're sure they're going to sell this property or they're sure they're going to do whatever. So we've just got to give them enough, the, the right amount of data to help them make a decision. But whoever it is, that person, we've got to be prepared because reading who the personality is, bonding with them, being the trusted advisor for them and getting them to trust you, all has to do with helping to understand their personality type. Exactly correct. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors. As a reminder, please subscribe to this podcast to receive new episodes as soon as they are released. For more information on me, my team, and my educational programs, visit my website at www.coachjeffwright.com. Thank you for listening, and here's to your success.